Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 11, Episode 10, CBGBs, which originally aired on December 2nd, 2003. Is this our first pun title? Or are all of them pun titles? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, I'm excited to see the BGs here with you tonight as well. Great. And now on a more somber note, I'm tasked with the difficult obligation to in memoriam at the top of the show. We lost our frequent guest, Bradley Kirkston, this year. Why did I die? Oh my Bradley? Hey, Is that me. you? It's me. Also with us today, it's zombie Bradley Kirkston. What up, homies? I'm just as cool in zombie life as I am in real life. You don't have to actually sound like a zombie. Oh, I th- I'm just being the character. It was you don't have to be the character. You could zombies just... don't talk. I just imagine this was going to go on for like a year or two. So yeah, you, you should have went Ugh. for the zombie voice. That's not a zombie voice. <laughs> the robot voice. Well, maybe, maybe maybe a little later I'll sing a song in my zombie voice. Please. Uh, well, we, we actually took last week off from recording the podcast, so I thought uh, before diving into the episode, uh, I wanted to catch up with y'all. What uh, what did you use for your time off? What did you do? I can go first. A friend of mine from college came to visit. Anybody we know? Yes. That was me. What happened? So you guys got to meet each other in person for the first time in forever? Yeah, it's yeah like, it was fun. Was that the first time we saw each other since the pandemic? Um, no, because we went to a wedding together. Okay, that uh, sounds like we went as, as a couple. Well, we um, did <laughs> Um, Didn't you guys kind of? Yeah, we started a room. He picked me up and drove. That is true. So I guess I guess, guess that is true. We did kind of go as dates. Um, <laughs> oh, and you haven't seen each other since. But it did not and, go well. and, and yeah, we did not decide to continue the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like seeing your ex? Uh, it was nice. Crucially, I brought my my new boyfriend to. Oh, rubbing it in to the the hang. Yeah. And Curtis and I got really drunk on $13 or you can drink mimosas. Oh my gosh, this was the most amazing thing. We, he took us, uh, so I was visiting him uh, in his city, and uh, he took us to this restaurant uh, for brunch, and they had the bottomless mimosas thing. I've never in my life seen the price tag $13 for bottomless mimosas. How many mimosas did you guys have without bottoms? Eight? They were filling, they were filling up halfway at one point. Like it, we had, We drank a lot. And they were not, to be clear, most of them were like 90% champagne. These yeah. were not like watered down mimosas. That's fun. I, I haven't done a bottomless mimosa probably since the pandemic. Is it, did, it, did it slap? Were you guys, you guys were it feeling was, it? It the was food great. Was also very good. So that helped. I had to go on a, a bus to, to head back to, to New York City right after. And um, it, was, it was good because you want to be toasted on a bus. But also it was bad because this bus, it, the one time it stopped, the, the bus station was closed. And so I, they, there was no bathroom. Ooh. Well, you're, you're a guy. You could just go pee anywhere. It's fine. Well, well, we were in the middle of a city. Like, it was a little, little weird. Yeah, just dip into an alley. What do you mean? Like, there was a tree. But we, we, the, the bus driver was very kind, and he uh, made a special rest stop for me. <laughs> wait, wait, how many people were on this bus? I don't know, 20, 30? And what... <laughs> So you go up to the front and you're like, excuse me, bus driver. I, I really need to pee. 
I think he saw how frantically I was looking for a bathroom at the bus station. And so he was just like, he made an announcement right after. I'm going to, there's no bathroom here. So I'm going to go ahead and stop at the nearest rest stop. I'm worried that this guy's going to pee in my bus. It's a valid concern. Again, a lot of mimosas. You wouldn't pee in the city, but you'd pee on a bus. <laughs> Is that weird? Yeah, priorities, man. Ryan, what about you? What uh, what did you get up to this last week? Oh, I tried to go visit Dolly Parton herself. Whoa. Uh, yeah, we, we drove down to, Na- to Knoxville, Tennessee to go to Dollywood. Knocking around in Knoxville. Knocking around in Knoxville. I do not recommend. She, first, of all, <laughs> first of all, she wasn't even there, I don't think. That doesn't sound right. It takes... <laughs> forever to get into dollywood i don't know what they are doing dolly Parton, really? we love you but please please fix the entrance to your park oh we were in we waited to get into the park for two hours it was crazy well, did you have tickets ahead of it we wait in line to get tickets or just to get scanned into the park well we, there's there's many phases of waiting we we were in line just to get into the parking lot uh, in the in the parking lot, you go into, the, there's like a three lane highway that then turns into a like 10, 10 lane gate that then goes back to like a five lane because there's five different parking lots you can end up in. Uh, the signage isn't very good. And even if it was, it doesn't matter because you get stuck in these lanes anyway. Uh, it's just madness and chaos. You finally get to where you're going and then you have to wait in line to get on a train because you're so far away from the actual park when you park. So they have these <laughs> little like trams and you think like maybe I'll just walk, but they don't have sidewalks. So there's like no feasible way to do that. You'd have to like go through traffic. It's crazy. Uh, and then you get down there and yeah, we still had to buy our tickets, bought our tickets and then still had to wait in line to get physically into the park. It's just crazy. I, when you said that uh, physically into the park, I thought you were just going to say to get our physical before we'd be allowed entry. I w- it would have been way faster if we all just would have got physicals. Once you were inside, was it a good park? I have no idea what happens no. in Dollywood. No, it's terrible. It's, I mean, it's, okay, so like it's a regular amusement park, but they put it like onto the side of a mountain. So everything's like really congested and like there's not a, a ton of bathrooms. There's not a ton of eating spots that you would hope. So like uh, there's lines for everything that you could ever imagine. And there's like I don't know, six rides because it's a mountain. And no Dolly Parton. I, I, I don't think she was there. We, we, we yelled her name a lot. Especially my daughter. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it was, it was fine. We bought a great cowboy hat. Cowgirl hat, I guess. Nice. I feel awkward about uh, how, how bad of an experience you had because, surprise, uh, Dolly Parton has a very substantial recurring role on Frasier. So in a couple seasons, you're going oh, no. to be seeing a lot of her. <laughs> oh, no, we still love Dolly. We just want her to fix her park uh, tremendously. I think one way that she could help, if there was $18 or if there was $13 bottomless mimosas, I would have been fine. For sure. You should have come to Baltimore. America's favorite city. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, I could have used mimosas. I love the, the beauty of the Upside Down is that you really, you might really be expecting Dolly Parton. You're going to be waiting for it. And I'm excited about that. <laughs> well, on that note, why don't we uh, slip into the episode? Uh, why not? Yeah, actually, there's a palate cleanser from Dollywood. Let's do it. We open with the sun rising over Seattle. Niles is the center of attention, getting invites to high-profile events from the Seattle elite, all because his ex-wife is accused of murder and rich people are notorious gossips. Frazier is salty that he isn't in the spotlight. Also, he is a creep committing mail fraud. That's pretty amazing that the letters were gold again this week. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. 
Absolute. Who could have guessed? Also, I get it. I get I'm not like the richest, most famous, most coolest person in the world. But do what? People, do a lot of people <laughs> just wear suits all around their house like it's normal in the middle of the day? Is that something I should be doing more of? You're not. Are you wearing a suit now, though, right? Because we're recording a podcast. Have some respect. <laughs> I'm wearing pajama pants from Old Navy and a T-shirt that I got once free at a casino. I'm wearing a tux, but only from the waist up. Okay, mm. cool. That's funny. I'm wearing a tux from the waist down. Oh. Uh, full person. Together, all three of us make one full adult. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, just barely. How much do you guys wish bacon grease was healthy for you? I did not know bacon grease was not healthy for dogs. I didn't know that either, but I'm not super surprised. My boyfriend and I were talking about Impossible Burgers and all the like, you know, fake meats out there now and how they're they're not healthy for you. Like they're plant-based. They're not meat, but they're not actually good for you. And I just don't understand why science, it's 2023, like get it together, make some salty, sugary, terrible for me things that taste wonderful, make them basically equivalent of a broccoli. Yeah, I think that seems right. Why? What are you doing, science? Stop whatever you're doing right now and fix your bacon grease, please. I thought the dog was dead for a second. I thought we were in a deady alternate universe. Deady times two. He did yeah. look dead. When he was just chilling. Yeah, when he was chilling on the... Oh, because uh, he wasn't moving. Yeah, he wasn't moving. It was like upside down. Like real awkward. Uh, I have no idea what goes into handling a dog for a TV show. Do you think it was easier for them because he didn't have to move it or do anything and he could just sit there and relax? Or do you think it was harder because he kept, you know, maybe in the filming, he kept wanting to move around and they're like, no, you just have to sit there, dog. Well, look, obviously dog training is just a hobby of mine, but you usually do different type of like exercises to get the dog how you want them. If they want the dog catatonic, they might have done like one game versus a high energy. They might have done something else to, to pep him up. You're saying they drugged the dog. Right? That that what you heard, Ryan? No comment. They 100% drugged the dog. What are you talking about, Brad? Well, you know, dog training is just a hobby of mine. Also, there's no Brad on the podcast. My name is Bradley. Okay. For the upside down, the Niles being famous was so confusing. It's still super confusing <laughs> by the end of this episode, but oh my God, I couldn't make heads or tails of it at first. I'd love Niles being famous. At no point for the rest of the series does anyone famous come up and be like, oh, Niles... You're the hot thing. Apparently, trends go fast in Seattle. He plays it off so cool. And also, again, 2003 in uh, Seattle. But I guess even now, getting invited to Bill Gates' house is a big deal. Yeah, that seems crazy. I I don't understand why. I, it, again, having watched the episode now, it makes no sense why he was invited to this. I, I'm so confused. Yeah, I also love the the excuse is that Melinda Gates, famous humanitarian, was really obsessed with this murder trial. <laughs> Yeah, really crazy. We're excited to see, because you have to assume he's very recently in some sort of trial episode, but doesn't really fit with the rest of the season. There was that one episode where you got introduced to Maris. Guess who? Maris? Yeah. Where the press was after him, and and we did get that taste of the, the murder trial bit after this episode. The press wasn't after him, were they? Yeah, well, they were they were like uh, following him around. Remember that yeah. he reveals his photo, and the whole press gang is there to like capture. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was it's... happening. I actually didn't question why that was going on. <laughs> well, now you have a little bit more context. Yeah, that actually makes way more sense. So I read the description to this episode before watching it, and it mentioned Bill Gates, and I was so excited that Bill Gates was going to do a cameo, and then he <laughs> he's only name dropped, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> Up like two or three times just in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, he should have showed up. What did he have to do? This was 2003. Microsoft Word's been good for a while. Come on. Why didn't you show up, Bill? Okay. Well, so back into the scene. 
Brad, have you tried the mail jam technique? Oh. What a success. Uh, well, you know, that is straight up mail for- fraud. And that's one thing yeah, yeah. really seriously is mail. No, it's not mail fraud when you put your own mail in someone else's mail bin. Actually, I, I don't know if it's fraud, but it is illegal. It's a federal offense, yes. Why, why would that be a federal offense? I can do whatever I want with my mail. You're not allowed to mess with other people's mail. but it, it, You can do whatever you want with your mail, but you can't touch her mailbox. Yes, that's a federal Only offense. a male person is allowed to do I remember when I was a, a kid, we were dropping flyers at houses for, it was like a food drive or something. And I remember my dad uh, scolding me because I was putting it in like the mailbox. And he's like, we are not allowed to do that. You just have to like put it somewhere. And I'm like, but it's just a piece of paper. It's just going to fly away. The mailbox is the only place you could put it. He's like, it doesn't matter. We're not legally allowed to put it in the mailbox. Huh. Well, I got to go correct some crimes then. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. The mail fraud bit was... Uh really shows off how creepy Frazier is. And everybody is like treating him like he's a scamp. Like, no, that's a weird thing to do and super creepy. No, I, I agree with that synopsis. So you have done it or? No. I, could you do that nowadays? Could I, I guess I could say to somebody, oh, I think my email got in your mailbox. Right? Yeah, reroute your email. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if somebody saw in this day and age, if they saw my my neighbor's mail, they would be so like socially anxious that they would just burn it. They just wouldn't. They're not going to deliver it. They're not going to put it where it goes. It's like I can't handle this. I'd have to interact with my neighbor. No, I'm I'm, I'm not delivering this. Are you kidding? I've fixed Amazon's work for me. I mean, I've I've dropped off uh, a errands package or two. Well, aren't you a wonderful man? Yeah, yeah, I'm a hero. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear uh, tux tops only. Somewhere tails. That's what I should have said. Well, we get our first title card. Black tie for men, nightgowns for women. At the coffee shop, Roz explains her sister is in town, making her feel as inferior as Frazier rightly feels. Kenny arrives to announce Frazier was nominated for two CB awards and arranges a journalist to profile him. Frazier strikes out a second time with that neighbor. Who would like to try to earn five Brad dollars by telling me who the actress is? You're telling me they're not Brad Bucks. So I this drove me crazy while I was watching the show. And I, I, I did look it up, but I also already forgot what her name is. We're we're talking about the sister? The sister, sister Denise, yeah. You know her name, right? Uh, I'm just gonna guess. Is it um Megan? Uh, I think no, it's a Stephanie. Did I remember that right? It's Suzanne Cryer. I got the S right. Like John Cryer's wife? No, not related. Um oh. Do you know she was in something you watched, Ryan? She was in a lot of things. Was she in the first, uh, the last episode of Frasier? Because that's all I've seen. Did you watch Silicon Valley? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she's great. She's yeah. the venture capital lady. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much the same character, too. She was also the yada, yada, yada on, on Seinfeld. Yeah. She plays the same character in everything. Yeah, you could definitely imagine a world where she... Um, she was tooling around Seattle for a little while and then eventually traveled down to Silicon Valley to start her tech career. Oh, so we're going with the whole same character arc. Okay. Yeah, I think that could work well. It's a spinoff pod where we connect characters from multiple shows. It's implied she's pretty well off. It's also And, and it's also implied that uh, she, she lives in Seattle. Actually, I guess she doesn't live in Seattle. She yeah. couldn't because she was visiting. Maybe she lives in California. Oh, that's right. The show is not set. I don't know why I thought... Silicon Valley. I think I just got distracted by Bill Gates and thought all of tech was still in Seattle, but that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, yeah. New show. Book it. Book it, Dano. 
My my question is, uh, so why is Kenny responsible for booking hotel rooms uh, for award shows? Why why is he in charge of anything? No, Wait, okay. forget hotel room. He booked the whole the whole venue. Right, right, the ballroom. Here's my theory, and maybe I'm being too generous. Is I thought maybe like each radio station rotates who hosts it, and it was his year to host it. And for some reason, they put him in charge. That cleared up nothing. <laughs> what well, I guess. I, I mean, I've never heard of the CBs. I doubt it's... Uh, I'm sure it's a real thing, though. Well, that's what I was wondering, because I feel like there are a lot of TV shows that do the award show episode, even though their characters aren't, you know, movie stars and, and TV stars. I feel like this is the thing in TV shows a lot, but are there local award shows for the radio channels? So the only thing I can think of is, it's not really the same, but there are, like, regional Emmys. Are there? Yeah, there's regional Emmys. Emmys. There's, there's, what is there? <laughs> regional, oh, thank you. Regional Emmys. It's pronounced okay. enemies. Yeah. <laughs> well, enemas. Uh, I bet you that's a real thing. Have you ever won a regional enema? <laughs> I won a, an anemone. <laughs> I like when they play up multiple things of the same episode. The whole like sibling rivalry thing was really like apparent in this episode. That was the entire episode. Uh, yeah, I didn't think this one was done as well as the uh, the previous app. That's fair. It was fine, but it, it didn't move the story enough in a fun way for me. I, you'd think we'd like it because it, the whole episode is Frazier getting dunked on, but I don't think it's fun when Niles is being so obnoxious. He gets too much good stuff with no no comeuppance. Right. Yeah. It is obviously it's fine that Frazier got dunked on, though. That part. That's great. great. Don't change that. It, Keep that. Keep that. <laughs> I, <laughs> are we at the part where the, he's, they got the magazine? Yeah. I thought it was so insane that either one of them would be in this magazine. Actually, I thought the whole the whole base of the scene's insane because why would Frazier ever win an award for his show that he's never on? Well, the, not only that, he, the most nominations ever. Yeah, and, and literally established in the previous scene that you know the people of Seattle don't listen to it. It's only old people. That is interesting because I I, I don't know if the preceding years of this show uh, suggested Frazier was a genuine local celebrity. But everything we've seen is that, yes, he has a local radio show, but nobody listens. Nobody calls in. It is a dying thing. Yeah, right. After winning this award, there's like, what, three weeks from now, he will have two days of no calls. Did you guys, do you guys like the, the sister? I think she, I, I think that the actress is great and she, the performance yeah, is good. Yeah. I think the, the character is written a little too cartoonishly evil. Yeah. It does allow Roz to have a couple good one-liners. She's nothing but one-liners as a character, and I'm, yeah. I'm all about it because she's always she always delivers. She always delivers. Roz delivers. That's the one thing we know. Wherever Frasier is, she will get him something, including a good one-liner. Speaking of, at the end of this scene, he says something about he can't even scare up a woman, and she goes, You scared that one pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> So the way that he's interacting with the the neighbor, the neighbor is so confusing. Like if you walked up to someone or was like, hey, I know we don't talk a lot. Do you want to come to an award show with me? I don't think that they would just be like, yeah. I think they would at least have two more questions. Well, and, and that's what happened. And when she found out that it's... No, that- no, she said, yeah. And then when she found out that it was actually in the morning, then she had no questions. Again, she just was out. Yeah, because you don't want to go to a award show at 7.30 in the morning. That's fine. That part's not the problem. She was way too down for the like the 7.30 p.m. award show with very little heads up. I mean, I can understand if somebody's like, oh, this will be a fun thing to go to. I don't care who I'm going with. I just want to experience this thing. But would it change that much? She was that into a local radio award show, but now that it's early, she's completely out? I don't know. 
Not sure I, I get it either. Well, she had Pilates. I mean, you don't want to, you don't mess with Pilates. I do not mess with Pilates. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you would go to a 730 award show. I, I hate the way that Frazier uh, tries to recover where he's just like, yeah, you know how I said 730 in the morning. And she's like, no, I have Pilates. Why would, why it's would just, I have agreed to that? It's just Frazier trying to be cool. He could play, play it off sometimes. Yeah, but he doesn't, ha- he could, what, this is another example where he could just do regular human communication, be like, oh, hey, I found out it's actually in the morning. Uh, can you still do that? Couple things. One, no, he is not cool ever. And he was very much failing at being cool here. Two, I don't love the way he just, I do not love the way he tries to play it off. I agree with you, but I love the way that she doesn't flinch. He's guilt tripping the shit out of her to try to make it seem like she's already committed and she has to say yes. And she's like, well, does not, does not care. See you around, I guess. Bye. That should have been a sign that she was not really that into him and more into going to the award show. No one thought she was into him. No one for a single second thought that. Except for Fraser himself. I don't even know if he thought in this instance. I don't even think she was considering setting him up with her mother. <laughs> <laughs> he should have asked if the mother was available. Well, we get our next title card. Wandering Eye. Fraser's date cancels last minute, so he asks Denise to pretend to be with him so that he can look cool to a journalist. The bored journalist perks up when Niles arrives. He never had a date. He was calling no one. What? <laughs> I mean, we know that. What is that take? What is that take? He was on the phone with nobody. He he made a... None of the people he knows have arrived yet for him to say face in front of. But you think he was having a fake conversation? You think he's so delusional that he's convinced himself that his date's canceling, but he never had a date? Because that's pretty simple. That's some deep psych. That's my deep psych. That's something I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. See, see, what I was going to suggest is that uh, Cindy did not break a heel. She was trying to. She was also trying to get out of going to this thing. And when he suggested she put on a different shoe, she switched gears and was like, "No, I broke my actual heel. I've got a broken foot." Because she was fake. Okay, this is officially the weirdest take you've given us, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy about it. Curtis, you know fake legs break so easy. Yeah, come on, come on, man. Made of bird bones. Okay, so so this scene is obviously interesting, but I, it's weird to put Roz and her sister next to each other because they're, in this case, a much more fun dynamic than Niles and Frazier is. Even though I think most episodes, Niles and Frazier would be better. They get, they get the floor wiped with them in this one as a, as a sibling duo. Yeah, because Suzanne Cryer plays passive-aggressive so incredibly well, and, and Roz's facial reactions work so good against Suzanne Cryer. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, this is easily the most we've seen Roz do anything in the whole show. And she, I mean, she does smash it. Like, she does great. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, did you guys pour, pour two Bloody Marys and put poison in one of them? No. <laughs> I, I did not, but I did love that line. Especially the part where she says, uh, I don't even care which one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I'm sipping one now. We'll see if it's the poison. So what was, why, why was Marty there? What was he doing? Well, speaking of Marty and speaking of food, uh, I I wanted to, to interrupt a little bit to say that he is once again a food genius, and I have prepared for tonight. Pigs in a blanket lying on an omelet pillow, and check it out. It's snowed cheese. Let's try it. I wasn't paying attention. Did he? Is this a thing that happened on the show? So he goes to the buffet, and it's like a weird evening gala spread of food, but also breakfast food. So they've got pigs in a blanket, and they've got eggs. So he made himself... Uh, an omelet stuffed with pigs in a blanket and 
sprinkled in cheese. I did not actually make it. That would be insane. But why? And an omelet man, an omelet man. Why would you tell us that and then not make one? I thought it'd be funny because last week I, I actually did buy chips and pudding. Yeah, but I'm super invested to know how good that would be. I mean, obviously it'd be good. I just want to know how good it would be. Literally nothing is stopping you from making that for yourself. I have none of the materials. Do you know how much eggs cost? Like, do you know how close the store is to you? I'm not gonna get. Uh, I'm not gonna get up now and go to the store. Do you guys want to take a 30 minute recess? Let's do it. Anyway, why why is Marty here? Why is he at the award show? Do you so, normally bring your father along? To look, I, I can tell you exactly why he's there. Because there would be no explanation for why he would invite Niles in this moment of being annoyed at Niles. And so Marty is there so that he can say he didn't bring Ronnie and instead brought Niles so that Frazier can be surprised that Niles shows up. That is the whole reason Marty is there. <laughs> yeah, but what's the canon reason? Like, why is he, why is he supposed to be there? I got this. I got this. Uh, right. Frazier being such a big star got four free tickets so he asked his dad and ronnie to be the plus two <laughs> i would say ronnie is such a great presence on this show because even when uh wendy malik doesn't show up uh her reason for not coming is she, she said she hated to miss him but she didn't want to come yeah she brilliant. is the queen of not giving a fuck yeah this is it's it's a brilliant quote and ronnie off off camera is great this is not the first time that she's had a great moment off camera no well, Frazier doesn't get to give his long-winded opening speech and doesn't win an award, losing first to a skater dude and then to a dead guy. Roz wasn't even nominated, but she got to accept an award and uses the moment to gloat at her sister, who just found out she's getting divorced. I was really sad when I found out they were low on sausage. <laughs> Wait, were you sad for Frazier because you realize he's very close to rock bottom? Or were you sad for the yeah. people that are attending that you've never met and will not continue to meet? That they I don't get sausage. A combination of both. They're going to a fancy award ceremony with some good sausage at 7.30 in the morning. Um, <laughs> and she, yeah, you could tell that Frazier felt like his his career was at an all-time low with that line. And it was. Yeah. It was, definitely. I mean, this is still the most talking he's done for his career, so whatever. But, yeah, it was. Also, the skateboarding guy would definitely listen to his radio show. It seems way better. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't know what skateboarders talk about on the radio, but I'd tune in. Definitely. The the Maris talk continues to just confuse me now. Like, I I thought I had an okay handle when you told me to predict what Maris is like, and then just everything they mentioned in this episode confused me. <laughs> <laughs> Go, do, do you want to uh, remind us of what you thought and how that now differs from what they said? Although, I think the first one, the way that you guys kind of alluded to her, I thought she'd be chunky, and then in this one, I guess she slipped through the bars to escape jail? Very in fairness. It's really the jail's fault for, for making those bars so far apart. <laughs> yeah, but man, wide enough that uh, if, if you're the obese person I was picturing, man, that would be, that is not a good jail. No. I don't know, there's a couple things, but just pretty much everyone's interest in it also is, is wild. Like, I know that I know that beat reporters have to follow stories, but like to completely stop whatever assignment you're doing to then go talk to this other guy, I don't know. I just didn't get it. It just doesn't seem like a thing that would be happening. Well, I mean, he it's not like he was assigned this this Frasier story by his editor. He was basically doing a favor for for Kenny. And then when he clearly saw there was no story to tell, I think he was just like, oh my gosh, I've got a real story I can get. There's that Niles kid. Yeah, and it, 
everyone loves nails did you think it was crazy that to invite the reporter to do the interview at an awards ceremony like that that made no sense to me well i i looked at it as he really believes that he was gonna win that's the thing so he thought he was gonna just show off his his winning yeah but even still then then to give a an interview is super weird yeah it doesn't make it it makes no sense like it'd be one thing to be like come to the show and then i'll give you an interview but like it's a show he's just gonna be like having a conversation with a journalist the whole time there'll be people talking the whole time yeah i don't know i mean this is the, this is in a universe in which uh at a live recording of a television show uh they can just have side conversations on camera that's <laughs> true on set so this is a, a a little thing but i was i was proud to have noticed it uh brad famously our catcher of details uh but i caught this one at the 20 minute or so mark they have a kind of weird cut. Like I, I, I found it a, a very strange cut from Kenny talking to Fraser giving Denise another mimosa. It, it didn't seem to fit right. And then right at the time that I'm like, this cut seems weird. A boom mic, very small part Whoa. of it, enters the screen. You're right. You're way better than I am. I did not see the boom mic. Sorry, which what's happening in this? Moment? This is so. So in this moment, Kenny's saying something to Fraser. And then it cuts to Frazier handing another mimosa to Denise. It's around the 21 minute mark. I don't really remember the other context of the, of the scene. I was well, distracted okay. by the important things like seeing a very small part of a boom. Mic. 21 minute. Isn't, aren't they 22 minute episodes? Uh, it's also very possible that I'm, I got the timing wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Frazier and Niles kerfuffle over who is stealing the spotlight from whom. Frazier knocks over an entire table, causing a man to lose an eye. Because Kenny believes in justice, he sentences Frazier to sing the closing number amidst the unfolding chaos. Yeah, I feel bad for that guy who lost an eye. As someone who's almost lost eyes multiple times, it's not fun. What? <laughs> I don't think almost losing an eye can make you relate to someone who's had an eye pop out of their head. The same thing. <laughs> Do glass eyes pop out of heads as easily as they do on television shows? I assume so. I mean, I don't know. What are you glued? That's based on cold hard science. (laughs) My assumption. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, no, I I agree with Ryan on that one. I think it's all very realistic. I have no reason to believe that they don't just pop out. I, 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 how many glass eyes have you guys seen? I think maybe like one in my life. If you know a glass eye person and whether or not they have a hard time keeping it in their face. Uh, write in at reversepsychpod at gmail.com. Or post to r slash turkey if they're not shut down. Um, so this is this is where Roz gives the speech. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we that was that was a little bit before, but that's okay. You can talk about it. Oh, what a speech. This is easily Roz's best moment on the show so far. Loved every single second of it. Suck it, her sister. I, I love how she comes um, and just goes for it. Yeah, she really leans in hard. Easily the best speech of the night, too. I mean, is it, isn't it the only speech we've heard? Yes, no, yes, it's the only speech we heard. Yeah, but I think Frazier's song ends up beating it. It was so good. <laughs> we'll have to hear your rendition later. Who's who's the original song, Curtis? I forgot. What What is this question? What are you asking? <laughs> who's the original song, Curtis? Frazier's song that he sings is based off an original. Who's singing the original? Are you talking about the song he's singing at the, at the end of every episode, the Scrambled Eggs song? Yeah, or are you yeah, talking yeah. about the song at the end of this episode? The end of this episode. I don't know what that was. What's he parodying? 
Yeah, I will take care of it. Oh God. I well, I will say I will say, uh, have no fear because everybody I know who listens to our podcast wrote in to me to let me know that we were idiots for not knowing that uh the one song is from uh Fiddler on the Roof. Oh yeah, I got I was Match Me a Match. Yeah. Is that what it was is, is that what it was called? Match me a match? Yeah, I think so. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Yeah, we 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 got we did oh, not know what that was. And, uh, yeah, everybody called it out. Oh, no, I don't know a super old play. I don't care. <laughs> My mom said that she could sing it to me. Uh, that would be great. If she wants to sing it and record it, we'll play it on air next episode. I'll, I'll put in a word. That would be great. Brad, are you actually looking it up, or can I move on? Yeah, uh, Fiddler on the Roof was a 1964 play. You can, you can keep going, because then I'll just randomly yell it out once I find it. Great. Good, right, we're in momentum for something else. Perfect. Yeah. Frazier plays this out with the skater bro, showing him respect and decency. No doubt, these traits are why two beautiful women take off with him. Incel Frazier is incredulous. Yo, the skateboard is so cool. He's so cool. I had absolutely no thoughts about this scene, uh, other than uh, having a tux on before noon is a psychopath move. The skater boy's definitely <laughs> in the right. Uh, all I've got so far is the song is from the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. Great. Well, uh, Brad, why don't you tell Blue us... River. Moon River, Moon River, sorry, Moon River, name of the song, I got it. Birth it. Can you sing Moon River? I don't know what you're talking about. Is that from Fiddler on the Roof? No, it's from Breakfast Activities. Moon River. No, no, copyright's going to get us. I don't think they will. Well, Brad, why don't you tell us, was this a good episode? Yeah, thank you, Curtis. Look, this episode this episode was hard for me because I thought it was a really funny episode. Uh, it must have been so difficult for you. I thought it flowed well, but I also thought it was really stupid. So I, I, I might be a little generous with this one. I'm giving it a B B minus. B minus. <laughs> why 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 did you think it was stupid? I don't know. Some of the jokes were a little lame and, and the, the brother brother sister sister thing is like just played out a lot. So I don't know. I just I gave it a B minus. I'm I'm tough. I'm a tough grader. I think the brother brother thing's like the plot of the show, best I can tell right now. And I think we've made a huge mistake. We should be doing a reverse sister sister podcast right now. Uh, yeah, Tia Tamara. Let's check in. Yeah, Tia Tamara, if you would like us to do a podcast, just email us at the po- at the email that Curtis is gonna give at the end of the episode. <laughs> Well, Curtis, how did you feel about the episode? Thank you, Ryan. I thought this was actually pretty bad. As an episode, really? I thought it was pretty forgettable all around, and I did forget about it entirely. I guess that is interesting, though, that you have you guys have the hindsight of having seen every episode to know if it's forgettable or not. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I watched it with fresh eyes. Well, no, I did, because I didn't remember <laughs> one line of this episode. Um, it was entirely new to me on this watch, and... Uh, I just didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think that the uh, plot made any sense. I can forgive that when it's funny, but this wasn't funny. So, uh, yeah, I just thought it was boring and pointless. And uh, I'm mad that I watched it twice. So 15 out of the 15 we've watched. It's the worst one we've wow, seen. Wow, last? What? I'm not willing to say that about this one. I also, by the way, have have been frequently either claiming things are the best or the worst. So I'm not sure how objective I'm being, but I'm calling this one the worst. Uh, maybe a touch of recency bias. Mr. Mr. Sanso, how do you rank it? Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was better than you guys did. Um, yeah. yeah, well, again, easily your best Roz episode. Like, easily. I didn't like the Fraser niles back and forth, but I did like the Roz and her sister back and forth. Uh, this is on the better end for Marty, which isn't saying anything. You didn't even remember his only line. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a great Ronnie episode, even though she wasn't there. Man, the more I'm thinking about it, the it it is starting to to, to go down a little bit on my list. But I th- I thought it flowed really nice, like you guys both said. I don't care about how contrived it is. We've done dumber stuff to contrive dumber things. I would have liked to see Niles get more comeuppance and Frazier to get even more comeuppance. But still, I thought that was like really middle of the pack effort. I'll, I'll give it a seven point nine. I love that you're, you're, I mean, we're in the last season of the series and your middle of the pack is 7.9. That seems really high. <laughs> well, I, I, it's, this one will probably be going down in the next couple of weeks. Good news. Nothing else got bumped down after this episode, but so I guess that is an indictment, but I thought it was better than you guys are acting like. Okay. Okay. Easily the best, uh, daddy too, where he just appeared dead the whole time. It's the first annual mid-season Reverse Psychology Awards! We have gathered here to honor the best and brightest this season has to offer. Presenting our first award, Ryan? Ah, yes. The Hitler Award for Sweatiest Person on the Show. The nominees are? My nomination is going to be Kenny, because in every scene, he's incredibly sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Makes sense. Uh, I would like to nominate uh, Frazier himself because I I okay. feel like he is slimy, especially around women, and some of that's got to be sweat. Okay. Uh, okay, you stole my nomination, so I'll have to pick a different one. Oh, I was going to nominate Frazier because you do you remember oh. when when he planned a wedding and then made everyone wait outside? So he himself wasn't sweaty, but he caused like ninety people to be sweaty for no reason. He could have just easily let them in. Oh, wow. Okay. That's insane to how your brain works. Um, but I, actual sweaty people, uh, there's the bald guy when they're all in the sauna. He was the sweatiest of all of oh, them. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, probably. He's, he's been on screen twice, so I have no idea if that's true. But yeah, probably no. And the winner is Kenny Powers, the guy we all know and love. Come thank on down, you. sweaty man. Yeah, thank you for getting my last name incorrect, but whatever. Is that um, not his name? <laughs> being no different show. Being being uh, winning this award is something that I truly honor. This is an experience I never thought I would get, and being able to win this award will help me and my family continue on our life journey. I'd like to thank all of my uh, audience and everyone. Wow, big win for Kenny getting the Hitler Award. <laughs> my favorite part is that he's not accepting the award on behalf of Kenny. He's pretending to be Kenny. Oh, I think I was going to do the same thing. Is, is that not what we we're supposed to do? I, I guess I wasn't clear about that. <laughs> it's super, it's, it's super weird that you're just pretending to be a voice you clearly aren't. All right. Well, presenting the next award, I am presenting the best couple award. Ooh. I'm going to choose um, Fraser and his first wife. What? Um, what? You can't choose that. We've only that seen... hasn't been on the show. Yes, she, she hasn't has. been on the show. Yes, she has. His no, first... she hasn't. Her, his son has been on the show, but... No. Oh, she... you mean... Oh, you're talking about uh, Nanny G. Yes, stop interrupting me. Let me finish. Uh... You could have named her. <laughs> first... well, you... I was about to, and you interrupted me. All well, right, we so thought you were going. being insane. Frazier and Nanny G, his first wife. Sorry, I said it right that time. 
that is who I would like to vote for best couple because that was one of the funniest scenes on sitcom television. Doesn't really make you best couple. Well, we'll see who the winner is at the end. <laughs> okay. Well, I, of course, I'm going to uh, elect Frazier as well, but of course it's Frazier and Frank. That emotional connection. Jesus. You it doesn't get more electric than that. I would like to nominate Ronnie and Marty. He is an old and will be dead soon. She is his son's age and loves to party, likely quickening Martin's death. And still, this is the most healthy relationship we've seen. Oh, yeah, easily. The only problem with that relationship is that Marty is part of it. If I could just elect Ronnie, <laughs> he probably... barely is. He barely is. True. And the winner is Frasier and Frank. Accepting the award on their behalf is Ryan Samson. I wish Frasier and Frank could be here today, but, you know, I just. Uh... Are you going to cue me for music or? I'm sorry. I forgot to do that. that one job. Should I start from the top or just actually? Sure. Like Go ahead and start from the top. Can you start from the top? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Frazier and Frank. Oh, Frazier and Frank wish that they could be here. They just wanted to say that they are having a wonderful time in the Bahamas. Uh, thank you. I think they both said thank you. Finally, Bradley. Hi, my name is Bradley Kirkston, and I'm presenting the next award. Um, That's not how people present things. <laughs> I have my own presentation style. Thank you. My, my next... you, you have the presentation style of, like, chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> my my next <laughs> my next word is something that in high school we convinced somebody that they spelled it wrong. Um, we're gonna go with um, best appetite. Who has the best appetite? This award can be win one for something that somebody ate on the show, a way they ate it on the show, anything that's to do with food. So, Wh which one did you convince that they spelled wrong? Best or appetite? Ate it. <laughs> we told a girl. That she that instead of saying apple, they spelled it as ape tit. The best ape tit awards way snappier. Yeah. All right. So, so who are your nominations for best appetite? Uh, I'm going to nominate Niles, of course. My man prepared to get super crispy, and to do so, he bought a what was it? Uh, an aggressive Zinfandel. Mm -hmm. I mean how how much how much more best ape tit can you possibly get? I am nominating Daddy because he tried to eat an entire turkey and he he ate even a ring like he most of what we've seen of him is, is him eating things i thought you were for sure gonna nominate marty you've tried two weeks in a row to do a marty meal so yeah i'm gonna pick marty for for but not neither of those ones for when he ate um Niles's brownie oh <laughs> best appetite just because he was going on an actual diet and would eat anything but decided to eat a brownie and then was more hungry because he was high <laughs> okay go ahead ryan say say which one you you would prefer other than your own yeah so i think i hate daddy so i'm not gonna choose i don't like marty either oh what a dilemma i think do i have to go strictly on why you nominated them or can i just choose them despite your terrible reasons i think that's fine yeah. well i'm gonna give it to marty then i mean <laughs> chips and pudding come on yeah it's marty that means Brad is accepting. Do we want Brad <laughs> you to accept? Yeah, I except, except, except on behalf of Marty this time. Yeah. Oh, 
I was going to say something really funny. Fine. Oh, okay. Then accept as Marty. That'd be great. Let me accept as Marty. I think this will be worth it. Right, there's no chance. Go ahead. I'm so happy I finally won. You know, being I'm so happy I finally won. Being being shot in the buttocks or wherever I was shot in the leg. I don't really remember. Uh, was really woke me up. Why are you not getting louder? Uh, sorry. Try to talk over the music. I'm getting louder. This is Marty getting louder. I'm an old man. <laughs> I like to sit in my seat. Yeah, that didn't work out the way I would. What, I could, what part was the funny part? I could accept four, Marty. I can redo that. <laughs> be great. I can't believe I thought, let's come up with a segment that requires them to act at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like please say, accept on behalf of, of Marty. I would like to say, I'm just going to, I'm not going to edit this at all. <laughs> None of my ideas of putting in music and turning it into a real award show is happening. I'm just going to put it all out there unedited as a blog. That's yeah, a shame. Except this word for my That's buddy. too bad. Uh, Marty really deserves this. He couldn't be here tonight because he's busy being dead. Um, but I'd like to just accept this award for him. Whoa, Thank wait, you. what? What do you mean he's busy being dead? Sorry, the actor that played Marty, whatever. You're not doing the, you're not doing the actor. You're doing the character. Well, uh, Curtis has enough to put something together. I've got, I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> just give your, give your damn speech, but get louder as you do it. That's all you have to do. Sorry. All right, let's try this again. I would like to accept the speech on behalf of Marty. Marty really deserves this. He's really doing a lot. <laughs> what do you mean you're accepting a speech? <laughs> also got quieter as he went. <laughs> oh my god. I would like to accept this award on behalf of my friend Marty. Marty cannot be here tonight, and so I'm accepting it on his behalf. He could not be here tonight. It didn't get louder. It just got slower. Talk louder does not mean act like you're talking to a deaf person other than the loud part. <laughs> Like you just kind of you just kind of added space between every single syllable. You didn't talk louder. I definitely talked louder. No, you might have been quieter again. Do you have like a voice modulation disorder? <laughs> just just pretend you're in public and just talk like how you normally talk to us all the time. Use that voice. I'd like to accept this word for, uh, on behalf of my friend Marty. Marty could not be here tonight. He's better. Boom, resting. Better. <laughs> You got louder for one word. It's fine. It's fine. Awesome. Thank you. Let's move on. Those were some wonderful awards. Brad, would you like to play us out? Boom, 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 boom. As we go. Boom, boom. Whoa, remember. Boom, boom. Boom, All the time. Boom, boom. Together. Boom, I'm actually not worried about copyright infringement on this one. Yo, now I'm in a rap <laughs> and I'm rapping to the beat and I ain't got nothing else than my feet. Welcome to the show. We are <laughs> Frazier. If you got any questions, ask your beeper. Just say later. You're aware you're being recorded, right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I can rap to you out of it. Did you say that you have no feet? <laughs> I might have said that. <laughs> Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode? It's season 11, episode 9. Guns and neuroses. Frazier is working. That's right, working. He's doing his job as a psychiatrist, a job we all know he definitely does. Today's patient is Cowboy Bill, a rodeo gunslinger who's got the yips. To get in the head of the Cowboy Bill, Frazier takes the whole family out for a deer hunt. Daphne leaves because she's pregnant, and the boys are being ridiculous. Roz leaves after delivering Frazier the guns. Ronnie leaves after she bags and tags a seven-point. Marty reminds the boys that he was a cop. Niles loses the shooting competition, probably cans or something. Cowboy Bill is never helped again.
Well, if any of that happens, we'll be here to discuss it, and it won't because it involves Fraser working. Uh, but I want to thank all of you for staying with us today. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And I also want to mention that we finally have an active social media account. We've got the TikToks. We've got the Instagrams. We've got the Twitters. We've even got the YouTubes. So uh, we can find all of that at our handle, Reverse Psych Pod. At the TikToks? We got the at TikToks. TikToks. We, we're going to do we, TikToks. Should we be dancing? Are we going to dance? Uh, you're welcome to. So what do you think? Should uh, the people listening subscribe, like, share, post, do whatever it is that people do online? Probably not, right? No. Yeah, it doesn't really sound like something they'd be good at. Uh, Probably don't. You guys would be so bad at it. So for myself, for Ryan, for Brad, good mid-morning. Uh, you got to redo that line. You called me the wrong name. Try that again. Try that again, please. Uh, Bradley. Who, was this no, a good episode? Try, try one more time. Get his name right, please. It's Brad K. Oh, it's- it doesn't matter. I'm only going to cut in the episode, <laughs> the version where I call him Brad. So it doesn't matter. He has no power over the edit. So.